0: Well Jim we want to welcome Harold with us here this morning. Harold is on our long-term residential program and so thank you for being a part of the program.
1: Well thank you for having me.
0: Now Harold you came on to the program about how long ago?
1: Uh, Just about uh, a little over five months now.
0: Okay and what brought you to the to the Haven arrest?
1: Well actually I came um, under the wrong circumstances. I I thought that I was entering a drug rehab program uh, only later to find out that it was a Christian mission and so my initial thought was well I'm in the wrong place I need to go somewhere else Um, but those first few days I was here I attended a class that Chaplain Jason had that talked about reconciliation with God and I remember going to my room and saying Lord I need drug rehab. I I don't need to be reconciled to you, I don't think. I think I already know you. God spoke to me very plainly and said, You know enough about drug rehab. It's me you don't know. And that convinced me to stay, and I am thankful to God today that I did.
2: So talk a little bit about the the process that takes place. I I've talked to a lot of men through the years and uh, you alluded to it there's kind of what you have in your mind when you first walk through the door right and then the process God begins to work on you when you 're here. so maybe walk us through that first month on the program what was the what were some of the thoughts that maybe you were wrestling through, and how was God working on you in that first month on the program? Well, definitely,
1: I came in with a preconceived notion, and so um, I, I wrestled a few days, but really once i accepted what God had told me, it became much easier. And so um, it kind of allowed me to let my defenses down and to hear what was being said to me. And through doing that, um, it just seemed as though Chaplain Jason just had the right words to say to me on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. words that reached my heart, words that I needed to hear, words that God had prepared me to hear. And so... The first month of the program wasn't very difficult. I I think um, what became difficult was that I developed this real hunger. I I, I really wanted to uh, get my life turned around. And and I remember I went to Chaplain Jason one day and I said, Chaplain, I I, I need more. I, I really need more. And so he said, well. You and Walt, uh, another uh, member of the long-term residential program, he said, you and Walt started a Bible study. And it, and it kind of shocked me because, first of all, Walt and I had known each other a very short period of time. We weren't close or anything. And, uh, and I didn't know what his experience was with the Bible. And, and, and so it just seemed like an odd fit. As it turned out, it was an absolute godsend um, Walter and I just kind of locked arms along with a third guy, uh, Gregory Addis, and we just began to pursue God, the three of us, um, every minute of every day. And uh, I tell you, I don't know what Chaplain Jason saw or what God revealed to him that he would say, start a Bible study, but it was exactly what we needed. It, It put us in the Word every day, and we just began encouraging each other and being encouraged through the word. And then uh, a few weeks later, we asked Chaplain Jason if we could start a prayer service as well. and So he allowed us to do that as well. And so now we have a weekly Bible study and we have a monthly prayer service. Very good. And so those things have really helped our growth.
0: So did you know, anything about the Haven arrest before you came in five months ago? Did you know what Haven arrest was about? I know you said you thought it was a drug rehab, but had, had you heard anything about us beforehand?
1: I had. I had. And I knew that uh, it was a place that homeless men came. I knew they came across the street. Yes. But again, I thought this side was something different. Uh, I wasn't as familiar with the residential program as I was the homeless side. But I did know that men came in and were uh, required to attend a, a church service or a devotional service uh, because they needed to hear the word preached to them. So that part I did know. As you've grown on the program,
2: uh, there's been some pretty exciting things that have happened as God has, you've already alluded to some of them with the Bible study and the, and the prayer time, but on a personal level, God's God's been doing a work in your heart that, that led you to take some next steps. Uh, I think our our listening audience would be really excited to hear some of the next steps God's been leading you to recently.
1: Well, uh, in this process of really establishing a, a new relationship with God, I felt a need to, at this time, to reaffirm my commitment uh, to the Lord. And so, again, I talked to Chaplain Jason and um, Pastor Kerry, who comes in on Thursday and teaches a, a class. I talked to the both of them about being rebaptized and reaffirming my commitment to Christ. And they both supported the idea and, and were actually enthusiastic about the idea. And so we did that this past Sunday.
0: Praise the Lord for that. So, you know, here when I look five months here, there's a lot that has happened to me in a short period of time. Now you might sit there and say, well, five months has been a long time. Has it been quick or has it for you been a long five months?
1: No, it's been quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has gone by rapidly. And um, it, it's, it's actually a little startling because <laughs> it seems like I just came in the door yesterday. But, you yeah, know, the, the five months have gone very quickly. But uh, again, I'm grateful to God for being here. Um, one of the things that because my my pastor attended the uh, reaffirmation service with me. And, and, and when we left there, one of the things he kept saying was. I'm happy to see the man that's in your life that's having a positive influence on you. And so that's been one of uh, another great key for me here. I've met many men who have had an absolute positive influence on my life. And for that, I'm very grateful. So as God's been
2: doing this work in your heart, it's so encouraging to hear that it's gone fast. Because I've had a lot of conversations with men who feel like it isn't happening fast enough, you know, (laughs) and and they try to get ahead of God. And it sounds like you've been letting God take the lead as you've been on the program. And uh, so we're just so excited for what he's doing in your life. Uh, One of the other things that uh, men will frequently allude to, other than the hurry up and try to get ahead of things, um, is while they're on the program, they don't often realize how much of a change God's doing in their life. And maybe there's a moment where they go back and they see a family member or somebody from church that hasn't seen them in a while, and they'll almost look at them like, what happened to you? Have you had any of those moments during your time on the program?
1: Absolutely so. In fact, uh, when I first had an opportunity to return to my church uh, after having been here for about a month and a half, Uh, I saw that in in the church members' faces. They were absolutely shocked at the change that had occurred in in, in about six weeks. So, yes, I did have the experience then. I haven't seen a lot of family members, but I did see my church family, and and they were definitely uh, surprised by the change.
0: Well, Harold, you know, uh, five months, seven days a week— What's a typical day for you? What time do you get up? What happens through your day? I mean, very encouraged about the Bible study, the prayer. I know you, uh, there's discipleship programs that happen in the morning time. There's counseling that goes on. What's a typical day or what is it? I don't, it might not be always typical, but what's a day like for you?
1: Well, I generally get up around five in the morning and after taking a shower, then I try to spend an hour with the Lord each morning. And then after that, um, I come downstairs for the morning devotional and breakfast. Um, That's followed by our Bible study group from 8.30 to 9.30 in the morning. And then I spend a half an hour kind of uh, just on my own time, maybe reading the word or something similar or reading a book. And then from 10 to 11, I'm in uh, the learning center working on the computer um, and throughout the day, there are certain periods of time because I I work my work therapy assignment in the kitchen. So after breakfast, I spend about a half an hour on on work therapy and after lunch, about a half an hour and then after dinner, about a half an hour. So um, those that's also throughout my day. But my main day, uh, the course of my day is to spend a few hours in class each day and to spend that much time or more in study, personal study, uh, meditating, prayer, and just seeking the Lord's face. You know, Harold, what some people will
2: hear, and might even actually be um, uh, a little jealous, is the the amount of time that you have on a program like this, not necessarily that it's free time, but time dedicated to the Lord. It's It's something that Many people in the rush of their everyday life don't have that opportunity. And it really is a blessing of our program that men are given an opportunity to take that break and really give the Lord first place.
1: Jim, it's an absolute blessing. It's an absolute blessing. I didn't realize what a blessing it was. Um, But the fact of the matter is that the Haven of Rest allows men to come in and just kind of lay the cares of the world to the side and allows us to focus strictly on our spiritual walk is a great blessing. It's time that I could not have set aside if I was still in the world or still working a job or, or that type of thing. It is something unique to Haven Arrest, And, and I'm gr- truly grateful for it.
0: You know, I've said this many times, uh, Jim, Harold, you know, God at times can provide us a time out in life. Um, uh, Things are moving so fast, like you were just saying. Uh, you're, You're like, how do I get out of this? Because things are just boom, 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 and just happening. And at the initial part of our program, you thought this was a drug rehabilitation program. I'm always amazed, Jim and Harold, how sometimes people come in and they think it's one thing, but they find out it's a different thing. And then we see how the Lord starts moving in their lives. To those out there, Harold, because I believe we probably have families and listeners out there that maybe has, maybe they have somebody in their family that's struggling. Maybe it's with addiction. What would you tell them?
1: Well, the one big key for me, and I remember this so plainly, years ago in the midst of my struggle, because I've struggled with drugs and alcohol since about the time I was 22 years old, and I'm 66 now. But I remember when my mom was still alive, And through one of the real dark periods of my life, I I said to her, I said, Mom, I I just don't understand why God won't help me. And she said, it's because you have not surrendered. And it was startling to me that she said that because in my mind, I had done everything that I knew how to do to surrender. It wasn't until I had this experience at Haven of Rest that I began to understand and realize I had not surrendered. And this program helped me to reach that place. The Haven of Rest is, I guess, pretty much just like any other place where we meet God. If we're willing to surrender all, God will help us. But if we're not ready to give him everything, if we're not willing to to lay our all on the altar of sacrifice, uh, then we still hold back his hand from blessing us the way he wants to bless us.
2: Well, I hope that someone today, heard that message and got some encouragement from it. Because I know there's people listening who have prayed for and struggled and just desired to see their loved one come to know the Lord and and have deliverance from their addictions. And uh, that was a good word. And I thank you Mm -hmm. for sharing that. Our listeners probably are also curious about what's in store for you. Could you maybe share with them
1: some ways that they could pray for you? Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that is driving me right now, is that I want to pass on to others what God has blessed me to receive here at Haven of Rest, and that is deliverance, healing, and salvation. And so I'm looking to work in ministry. I've already approached uh, some of the uh, staff in men's division to say that I'm interested in doing an internship as long as the uh, it leads to ministry where I can work with other men. And so that would be my prayer. My, 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 I would request that people would pray for me, only that I continue to walk in the path that God has placed my feet on, which I believe is leading toward ministry.
0: Well, you know, Harold, our listeners, I know, will be praying for you. Um, it, it's really a blessing to have you on, to hear your story, to see how God took one idea, I'm thinking you were coming into a, an addiction recovery program. And really, God has done a recovery in your life. Amen. A, th- through Christ. And that's what we believe, Jim. Uh, yeah, we can deal with the external, but it's the heart. And you mentioned the surrender, which is huge. And that's where recovery can really take place, and that's where God starts moving mightily uh, in your life. So I want to thank you for being a part of the program today. I know our listeners were uh, blessed, so thank you, Harold.
1: Thank you so much, Reverend Kaiser. Thank you, Jim Cole.